0: illusions. Or should I say, I think a more appropriate phrase would be Woo woo! Woo woo! We are if that I don't know, slogan, catchphrase if that didn't give it away we are back on the island of Sodor for another exciting edition of Thomas the Tank Engine and Chill. And if the Woo woo! didn't uh it's not ringing any bells i uh might direct your attention to one diesel rail car modeled uh pretty much completely off of boco but we're not talking about boco we're talking about daisy yeah. well before we before we get into the vhs tape because in the year 2020 it's important to go back and recap vhs tapes uh we will introduce the co-host of thomas the tank engine and shill we have uh with us we have the Terabell. tara do you want to tell us a little bit about what's been going on in Terabell land
1: good morning um i was trying to think of, like is there any updates in my life um updating animal crossing my best friend taylor finally got the game and had initially had an issue with playing online because of her Wi-Fi. But she was able to play with us for the first time yesterday. And her island's name is Disneyland. So even though Disneyland Resort is closed, I did go to Disneyland yesterday. So that was very exciting.
0: That's definitely like an Isabel, uh, <laughs> I- Isabel update. Totally, totally irrelevant. But um,
1: nothing else has happened in my life.
0: Yeah. that's. Uh,
1: this is quarantine for you. If,
0: if you don't. If you don't play Animal Crossing, you're probably not going to understand that, but that's okay. So, getting back to the island of Sodor, not the island of Animal Crossing. (laughs) New Horizons. Daisy. Well, before we begin, just... uh, If this is your first time listening to Thomas the Tank Engine and show, we do... uh, We break up... We do Thomas the Tank Engine recaps, episode by episode. The episodes are five minutes, so we do... We cluster them together by the U.S. VHS release, so if you're in England, uh, this episode order will not make sense. But it
1: doesn't make sense anyway.
0: It doesn't make sense in in, in the tape, uh, but and actually, you know, that's kind of a good place to start because if you're so if you're if you're a British viewer, Daisy and Percy's predicament both come right after Thomas comes to breakfast, but. If you are an American viewer, we're talking like years apart. So we covered Thomas Comes to Breakfast on our third Thomas the Tank Engine and chill, Tenders and Turntables. Some of the reason rationale behind the clustering of Thomas the Tank Engine episodes has to do with the Shining Time Station releases. However, neither Daisy nor Percy's predicament actually were a part of Shining Time Station. So they were just kind of like huh. lumped in. And actually. We're gonna get into the the sexism of of Daisy in a minute because oh boy that's a that's a doozy of a character. But uh, this VHS collection is actually no longer referred to as Daisy. Now it's it's called Percy's uh, Percy Takes the Plunge, which uh, on on DVD on current DVD releases now I, we could is ex-
1: Daisy Erasure.
0: It is Daisy Erasure, but I mean Daisy. Before the CGI era, Daisy had had three speaking parts. The and two of them are covered in this tape, and then Bullseye is is literally the only other one. She does have a couple other CGI appearances, which is more than we could say for Boko, of whom she's uh, her model is based off of. But and you could tell, especially in the face, they literally they took one of Boko's face plates and literally just put make makeup on it. it looks horrible, <laughs> but it is Daisy Erasure, and so it's 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 pretty ridiculous but uh daisy 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 if you're if you're an american viewer you're you're going to be wondering gee what is this referring to now the 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 placing of thomas comes to breakfast never made sense in the first place cuz it involves donald and douglas who at that and actually for that matter also toby who had not made their introductions yet? Now the Toby does make his introduction in the final uh, episode of Tenders and Turntables, but Donald Douglas just came recently with that wonderful spiteful break. Then, so none of that makes sense. But Daisy, Daisy is a direct sequel that is not put together with the with its predecessor, although it itself has a direct sequel. But um, that that was. Who the hell? Knows? Whoever is putting these out decided that, that Percy's predicament did need to be placed after Daisy, but that Daisy didn't have to be placed directly after Thomas comes to breakfast. And actually, this this episode doesn't really make any mention of Thomas comes to breakfast. That Thomas has had an accident. Now, Thomas has had a few accidents, so it's hard to say exactly which is which. We do know that it is Thomas comes to breakfast because at the end of Thomas comes to breakfast, uh, Sir John Matt does mention that a diesel rail car will be coming. So. <laughs> That just establishes the um total total messy dynamic and um so Daisy Daisy's introduced. There's a um recent accident. That's that's all it's referred to as. Uh, Daisy does have some wonderful theme music. Do you like Daisy's music, Tara?
1: I actually do. It's fun and upbeat. Um, I I can't quite remember exactly how it goes right now, unlike Diesel's. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really like it. It's it's good. It's like smooth jazz. I don't like smooth jazz, but hers works.
0: Uh, yes, it is. Uh, it's pretty good. So... So I think from an audience perspective, we're kind of predisposed to, to hate Daisy right from the beginning. She doesn't actually have a speaking role in the St. Matt introduction. She's right there and Percy goes, please, sir, can she go when Thomas gets back? Daisy hasn't opened her mouth yet. And yeah. P- Percy right in front of her is saying, can she get the fuck out of here when Thomas comes back? I think that's pretty ridiculous. I don't know, if you if you went somewhere and the first like words out of the person's mouth were when are you leaving? Yeah. How would would you would you wanna be a big team player after that?
1: No. No, this is clearly a bad environment if they take one look at her and say, We don't like her. Where's Thomas?
0: And yeah, okay, Thomas is great. It is funny. Thomas and Percy frequently have like uh they they frequently fight with each other, and yet Percy's just like I, D- diesel diesel prejudice is a problem in this show. Uh, it's not a super big problem. Well, we saw it with the diesel. Uh, Mavis Mavis is treated a little uh bit in a way that's 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 sexist. Um, we'll 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 get into the Daisy sexism in it. A little bit because let's let's just talk. This episode really has has very little plot, but one of the plots they go to the the shed. Now Thomas Percy and Toby have their own like three person shed, which was actually featured in Thomas Comes to Breakfast. But they go to this other shed that's way more uh, open ended. There's no doors, and they go in and Daisy says it's dreadfully smelly. Now it's an open air <laughs> shed. It's an <laughs> that's open. A good point. It's an open air shed, what smells the other one has doors that one could probably smell, especially if like Percy had ripped ass or something. No uh, and uh Daisy is highly <laughs> sprung, and things that are dreadfully smelly are bad for her swerves what do you what do you think about that Tara?
1: i it's it's hard to really like process exactly all that's happening with. Daisy Uh, she's it's it's so badly written and it makes you like understand why like sometimes young kids especially like little boys if they're growing up watching this if they like don't like girls because the impression they have of girls is just from these tapes yikes yeah written by men yeah yikes
0: i mean a lot of people get really mad that emily was introduced uh way later it'll probably take us two years to get to the emily episodes but uh well if there's another pandemic maybe not uh but yeah the the female representation in terms of actual engines both of them come from diesels we have yet to see a female steam engine and uh they they both have severe attitude problems mavis mavis and daisy who do you think mm-hmm. who do you think's worse mavis or daisy daisy yeah, yeah yeah
1: i mean she she voiced that she was lazy basically
0: <sighs> and tr- was
1: lying to get out of work yes and also the way she's drawn with like the blush and not even mascara it looks like she's wearing falsies
0: well yeah they they that's because they're fa- falsies put on Boko's face <laughs> <laughs> it's true I mean, we, so for the intents and purposes of this show, the Diseasel has is, is so far been the only Boko episode. We are about to, especially with James Goes Buzz Buzz. We'll, we'll, we're, we're heading into Boko's prime, but Daisy doesn't really get her prime. <laughs> so Daisy hates the shed. It's, it's this open air shed is very smelly. So they go into the coach's shed where there's Annie, Clarabelle, and Henrietta.
1: She says, Who is this trash?
0: Yeah, what is this rubbish? And Henrietta is furious, and apparently, according to the Thomas Wiki, this is actually Henrietta's last speaking line until season 18, which is fairly actually recent. Uh, That's, yeah, that's, uh, the 18th series came out in 2015. So, from 1993 to, well, I guess that, actually, okay, this episode was originally released in the UK in 1986. So Henrietta went 19 years without speaking. Let's just soak on. Let's just process that one for a second. Ugh. So they go to this new shed that uh, I mean it actually, in all fairness, does look nicer. But um, Daisy offends them, and then they show Percy and Toby like. Preparing to move them somewhere else because they're offended. And yet, the next morning, they're all there still. (laughs) Looking very tired. Maybe they came back. It's not actually clear. They look very tired. But they were up half the night consoling their hurt feelings. Mm -hmm. Which actually probably is more of a reflection on Percy and Toby's inability to to adequately console them. Oh, no! (laughs) How offensive can Daisy truly be? I mean, I'm not sure I would be that offended by Daisy. And in fact... If you go to the next scene where Daisy is refusing to pull the milk car, she's she's being very um confrontatious and her driver, who clearly is not a driver who works with her very often because generally speaking drivers are pretty sympathetic to their own engines. Aww. Uh they're just like what is this like <laughs> like what is this crap you're doing about the milk car that you won't pull. And it's
1: Day- bad for her swerves.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, so so Daisy so Daisy, unlike most of the engines, like Trevor's Trevor's driver is totally getting him saving him from death. <laughs> but Daisy does have an ally in Fitter.
1: My Fitters. He says I can't pull because it's bad for my swerves.
0: yeah, yeah,
1: Woo woo. <laughs> It's just all around, top to bottom, poorly written.
0: And Daisy is indignant about the milk car, which she will not pull. I won't. And the station master's like, "Surely this is just one van." Nope. It's Fitter's orders. Oh, and Daisy's also bragging about how she's, you know, top of the line. Uh the the passengers will never want to ride in that those old, any rickety Annie and Clarabel ever again. So mean. She's mean, but uh, yeah. And then she blew a fuse freaking out about uh about the she's called feeble because she won't pull the milk fan. It's um Yeah, and she she purrs away and she will do just what work she chooses and nothing more. That's uh And the work she chooses is very little. Yeah. She thinks that she's uh she does not want to be a team player. That's for sure. I mean... Let's think about how... So James doesn't like pulling freight cars. I mean, he is kind of disciplined for that. Nobody... Gordon doesn't like pulling freight cars. Daisy doesn't want to pull the milk fan. And it's treated like the whole sky is falling down. I don't know. I mean, the other engines were punished, in fairness. Uh, It's just... uh, Our introductions to female characters in this series, is pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Bill and Ben spend their introduction episodes screwing around with Boko, and nobody seems to really care about that. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Do you have anything more to say? Well, this is really a two-parter. Yeah. So, uh, maybe we should just go on to cover Percy's predicament next, because it's just... uh, This is... A, as far as an introductory episode goes, this is a, about as low as it gets. So, Percy's predicament. Uh, some time has gone. Uh, Toby and Percy are getting used to the idea that they now have to go out of their way to uh, pull the milk car. Um, Daisy is still lazy. She's bad-tempered. Uh, and in addition, she's also scared of... Cows. Cows, which she's not alone in that if we think about a cow on the line from Thomas Breaks the Rules, which we have done. It's, um... And I... I try not to mention, like, engines and the whole free will thing unless it's, like, really, really, really pertinent to the episode, but why didn't they just force her to pull the milk car? I mean, she blew the fuse. But nobody has really tried again. There's been no lobby to get fitter on their side to, to try and sway Daisy's opinion is actually kind of a reflection about how bad these people are at uh persuasion i don't know i, I i'm pers- well they should
1: have told her you're really useful <laughs> or tell her you're not very useful which is kind of what they do here uh, but their only real tactic to get people to work is bribing them with a fresh coat of paint
0: yeah so percy and toby make a deal percy because percy doesn't want to do the uh percy doesn't want to do the milk van. So, Toby says, I'll do it. You go to the quarry and get my freight cars. And that's... We're supposed to believe that Percy has literally never been to the quarry. Actually, if you think about the Mavis episode, Percy does go to the quarry because he finds finds Percy sulking. So, uh, potentially, that's a plot hole. I think, actually, this episode aired before Mavis. So maybe that's actually not a a total continuity plot hole and yet at the same time I mean it 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 feels like this show is I mean it 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 feels kind of unrealistic that that Percy would not have ever been to the quarry. Do you think it's do you think it's realistic that that Percy had never been to the quarry?
1: I like the the amount of times that random train or engines do go there. It does seem like he realistically should have gone before.
0: So, fact check: this episode would have. This is a series two episode. Mavis is a series three. So that does not prove my statement. Although VHS releases out of order for America, we would have seen a Percy in the quarry. But I mean, he goes all over. How? Mm-hmm. How? The reason I kind of bring this up is in the um. A new friend for Thomas, the the episode where Trevor gets to go pull the children at the beach. Thomas brings Trevor to the harbor, then goes and gets Annie and Clarabelle, really all in, like, the same afternoon. So that, that that to, to explain my rationale a little bit, that's kind of where I'm coming from on that idea. So, the freight cars, who don't really seem to like any engine, are deciding that, they don't want to listen to Percy. I mean, they are kind of playing sort of a traditional sort of al- if Toby's the alpha, then if Percy comes in, the the sort of the the herd or the the wolf pack of the freight cars are going to be resistant to the idea of a new leader. So, I mean, we can uh we we can kind of understand sort of where they're coming from, I guess, kind of maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Do you think it's realistic, Tara? No. No. Okay. So. They decide pay Percy back. Pay Percy back. <laughs> and uh, we'll give him some nonsense because Percy's like, you know, quit this quit this bullshit. And there's a sign that says all trains stop to pin down brakes. And that's the freight guard's time to decide that they're going to go on a big runaway with Percy. Who. Is unable to pin down his brakes at any point. And there's a signalman waving red flags, but he's out there with the flag. There's no trains going on. And for that matter, we're talking about Thomas's Thomas's branch line here. And in the books in the books, it's really Thomas's branch line is a is a four person area. You've got Thomas, Percy, Toby, and Daisy. Now we also do have to accept the fact that At least, really, also Thomas Percy and, to a lesser extent, Toby do have a lot of other jobs. Percy works at the harbor a lot. It seems like the signalman who's out there with the red flag should probably have not been trying to warn engines that were probably not coming. And instead, he should have switched Percy onto the runaway siding. Why do they have a runaway siding, anyway? I digress. So... Percy crashed into a brake van. Who's dead? He's also pulling the old, um... The old freight cars, which I like, which were uh, probably most famously shown in the episode where Diesel is shown the wrong brake car brake vent. Where Diesel is shown the wrong freight cars, which he pulls apart and then gets really mad at Duck. So Percy pulls him apart. Right, Percy crashed into the brake van. The brake, the show makes sure that we know that the driver and the fireman got safe. However, the brake van is dead. Just like that other...
1: Spiteful break van. I'm essential.
0: But this this break van is not essential because it has died. Oh, the other one died too. Quite horrifically. Oh, and then... And then... So, according to this narration, Percy stays there. Overnight. It takes for Top Matt a full day to get back.
1: And then just says, this is an awkward predicament you've created.
0: Yeah. This, uh... I, 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 don't know. I, apparently this episode is also, this is also noted, uh, noteworthy because, um, the sort of, the shorter, the shorter freight cars that were in the diesel episode, they do have faces in this, which is the first time that they do that. I don't, uh, they really don't appear very often other than that, so, what a mess, and, uh, Stramatt is not, he, he's, Stratumad himself Looks pretty damn... Li- what was he doing? Having his... Having his iced bun and tea with the... With his missus? What was he doing? Anyone... Does anyone know what that asshole was doing? When all of this was hitting the fan? Anybody? I don't know. Hey, this is a mess. So... Percy's... Percy's also kind of... Vic- Do you think it was Percy's fault Terra? Tara? No. It's always the freight car's fault. And yet, Sir Dot Matt is blaming Percy. As usual. Which just seems kind of abusive. Uh, it seems like it's it's uh, it's definitely their fault. And Percy's still stuck. And he's apparently going to be basically stuck. Because they're they're apparently not able to really help him then. And that's actually twice. This is the first of two times in this tape that Percy has to be stuck in a spot for a long period of time. Because Sir Dot Matt just is... Wanting to sadistically punish his engines. I don't know. What a mess. And Sir Tophamat is mad because Daisy's lazy. And, but, apparently, so, if Sir Tophamat had come that same day that Percy had his, had his accident, there's a good chance Daisy would have been sent home because the rationale that Sir Tom Matt provides for Daisy being allowed to stay is the idea that Daisy... Uh, helped clear up the the mess, mm-hmm. which was also her fault because of the whole milk car stuff. But I mean, uh, maybe it's actually Sir Doppymat's fault <laughs> for not running a bad railway. Running a bad railway that that I mean, let's imagine a dynamic where the freight cars respond this way to a new engine going to the quarry. Mm-hmm. Something uh, uh, something is just not sitting with well with me. About this, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Something something something's not right here. I don't know. It's 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 what do you think about this one?
1: Well, just show growth for Daisy after being threatened basically to be taken away. Um I don't think they say explicitly like we might send you to the scrapyard, but she's basically on loan here anyway just until Thomas gets back. So was there actually much incentive for her to
0: keep working? But she's she shaped up. That's an interesting idea. Like, so Shradabam Hat likes his engines to work hard, as he says. But if Daisy's on loan, although I mean that's kind of up in the air from the beginning of last episode. Maybe she didn't have incentive. But I mean, let's let's just take a second to examine the character arc of Daisy, who initially was very lazy, everything was bad for her swerves, (laughs) and then she shoots a cow off the line by the end.
1: Great job, Daisy. Really proud of you.
0: I mean, there are plenty of Marvel movies that do not have that kind of character growth throughout them. It's very impressive. It is extremely impressive. So... Yeah. Do you have anything else to say about Daisy? We're not going to we're going to I wish
1: we had more of her to show her new character growth.
0: Well, we get one more for we we get one more that the show will probably cover. I she does not appear. She does not have a starring role again. Oh, well, Bullseye, Bull, Bullseye we will cover. We have one more and then the 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 CGI era we probably won't not do because it's uh kind of a mess don't probably will not get to that but uh daisy you know shine on you crazy diamond we 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 love you we love you daisy i love you i wish we had daisy does appear a lot in the books not necessarily as a starring character but she's around a lot because she's you know a member of thomas's branch line which this episode does go out of its way to kind of establish and then not really repeat She mostly kind of appears in stock footage where they need a diesel. Like uh, when Rusty Hmm. goes to rescue Stepney. Possibly also when uh, Douglas goes to rescue Oliver. But we will actually get to that one. That one's in the next collection. So we will uh, come back to that. And then next episode is honestly one of the most messed up in thomas history but uh it's great i love 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 whistles and sneezes and whistles and sneezes is a this this collection covers three separate series of thomas episodes one two and three and for whatever reason I mean, you can just look at the aesthetics of this episode and realize that this is like a really old episode. It only really it only features the the, the kind of the main characters. Um, and it's it's straight out of this is really kind of a sequel to Cole and the Flying Kipper. Henry is back, he gets a new shape, Gordon is very jealous. Gordon is basically shaming Henry for for not being depressed anymore. Which is funny because if you remember all the way back then when when Henry was I feel miserable and no I feel dreadful and nobody cares, everyone was making fun of him. It just if it, it feels like Henry can literally do nothing right in this dynamic. It, it 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 it's 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 kind of shameful the way the engines treat him. Do you agree?
1: Yeah, it was pretty messed up.
0: And Gordon delivers a line, which is repeated twice more in the episode. It isn't wrong, but we just don't do it regarding Henry's whistles. Henry is so happy that he whistles. Now, these engines don't have a ton of agency over their... Like, they can't do a Dick Van Dyke, Mary Poppins dance if they want. They they can't even really control their own their own bodies. And yet, you know, he whistles. He enjoys whistling. It's top, and uh, the he's engine, just there to have fun. He's there to have a good time, and Gordon just hates that for some reason. I think it's 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 not very nice. But uh I mean, this series has a way of like if you criticize somebody for something, then something bad happens to you like immediately after. We see that like practically every time. You know, down the mine, Thomas makes fun of Gordon in the ditch. There he is. It, you can't mock anybody without it not happening to you so for whatever reason gordon when he's pulling his two coach train gordon almost never pulls a train shorter than three of those big coaches um gordon has a whistle and Saddam so Hat has no b he has no patience for that he says take him away and stop that noise stop that noise is kind of a thomas meme sometimes you'll see that one uh I, I, I mentioned that mainly. I assume that there are people listening who who like Thomas' memes because why else are you going to listen to a Thomas' Tank Engine VHS recap podcast in the year 2020 unless you uh, like that stuff. But So, they make fun of him. Uh, they do get they get two fitters to stop the noise. Do you think that they were Daisy's fitters, Tara? Probably. Yeah, I mean, making that loud whistling noise for hours on end is probably bad for Gordon swerves. <laughs> swerves, God, that's just so ridiculous. Not and then swerves. Yeah, Henry. Like, 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 action reaction. Henry feels so well, then get stones dropped on him. <laughs> there are a boy. Okay, let's just let's just let's just unpack this for a second. There are boys who, the, VA, the So the commentary refers to the fact that like, uh it would be common for sort of local village people, village boys, to stay to to take an engine's number, and in, in sort of real life, engines would have more complex numbers. It would be more fun than this, where there's like basically ten engines, and taking Henry's number is 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 really not all that special, but. Uh, Rather than take his number, the boys are there to drop stones on him. It's pretty fucked up.
1: This is vandalism by these
0: children. It's not even... Like, it's it's not just vandalism. It's actual literal assault.
1: Yeah, that's true. They are hurting these engines.
0: They have broken the coach's glass. These are sentient beings... They have just had their glass broken. Now, the passengers, none of whom are hurt, which doesn't make any... It doesn't really make a ton of sense that the boys dropped the stones on the top of the coaches, and yet they still managed to break. Apparently, there's a lot of glass broken. The boys are pretty successful at what they're doing. There's only There's only a few of them. So, the passengers say, "'Call the police.'" And Henry's driver is a little, so Henry's driver knows that all cops are bastards. (laughs) Basically. And says, no, we're not going to call the police on these boys. And rather quickly, he comes up with this idea of, we're going to sneeze.
1: And everyone is in on this plan.
0: The whole village knows. I mean, this, this place is like. I just wanna know like how big is this village that they don't know who these boys are and yet everybody knows that Henry's gonna be around to sneeze on th- He's going He's going to sneeze on the boys. <laughs> who who comes up with that kind of plan?
1: It seems like something they've done before.
0: It is mildly messed up, I'll say that. It is uh kind of a fucked up plan. I don't they the they, they go to this uh, these elaborate lands to sneeze and and he, he he stuffs Henry with ashes and Henry at the previous station where all the people are there kind of waiting to see what would happen um, Henry is waiting to sneeze on the boys if you've ever held in a sneeze for any long You really can't hold a sneeze in for probably longer than 10 or 15 seconds. It's challenging to hold in a sneeze. It's not easy. So he, the boys are ready the next day all with their stones. These are smart boys that kind of know where they're, uh, know where to be at that specific point in time. And the driver is waiting and he's like, like it's a battle of bunker hill. Hold hold your hold your yeah. sneeze until you see the stones in their hands. And then he sneezes all over them and uh, the boys get lung cancer. Yep. That's uh that's this episode.
1: Now is this an overreaction? Like was this a step too far? Should they have maybe just blown steam in their faces or called their parents?
0: I mean you you you're presenting a really interesting uh question because in my head I'm thinking about when is there something where it's an uh, appropriate reaction <laughs> to get somebody back by sneezing on like
1: <laughs> in corona times we're in corona This could time, be really serious. Like
0: yeah. Like if you if you said something insulting to me and I responded by If you threw a stone at me and I sneezed on you in return, (laughs) I might have a bruise, but you may need to go on a respirator. It's bad. This is bad stuff. But, uh... Yeah. They're sneezing. And, I mean, Henry's kind of takeaway from the end of that is uh, maybe the boys and Gordon won't be so mean next time. We did forget to talk about when Gordon is slow... You know... Sulking, uh, he's trying to get back to the shed uh, unnoticed, which of course is not gonna happen. And then Henry once again says, "It isn't wrong, it's but just we just not done, but we just don't do it." Correction. You know what? Because you got the line wrong, maybe I'm gonna get up and go over there and sneeze on you. No. <laughs> right, now, Henry, give them corona. Henry, lung cancer and corona. Yeah, it's it's messed up. This is messed up stuff. What else is there to say about this? Sneezed, sneeze. That's just rude. I don't know. And actually, like, if you go from coal flying kipper to whistles and sneezes, there is a lot of carnage. There's like, no, no. who cares? This is good cocoa. poor henry henry's got a great arc in that though they, sh- they should put whistles and sneezes on th- one of those tapes which i th- i want to s- no it's not James Learn's lesson that might be maybe it is Learn's lesson i don't know um i'll just go if i'm wrong feel free to proverbially uh send me a message with a proverbial sneeze like the animal crossing uh, reaction uh, you, you yes. can sneeze on people now don't Easy actually may
1: every sunday just sneezing corona all over your island
0: Yikes. Save from Scrap. If there's one thing you should know about Trevor the Traction Engine... Oh, no.
1: (laughs) It it takes a whole new meaning in this age of learning that old white men really like young children.
0: If if Jeffrey Epstein was a character... And Thomas again he will probably be Trevor i I remember kind of being a I, I there's never been a point in time where I haven't enjoyed watching Thomas but like I remember being like ten or ten or eleven or twelve and 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 thinking that it was very odd that Trevor, has he closes his eyes for this very... Is, 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 there are a few times where I really wish we had video to go along with these podcasts, but we're just not set up for that right now. Um I'm making the sort of concentrated, eyes-closed, content. He's thinking of children. Ay, ay, aye, ay ay What? Amos... So this is a early season two episodes. We apparently there was a U.S. Ringo Star release, but it wasn't released until a lot later. And George Carlin is is narrating. I would, I, I would, I would love to listen to to Ringo Stars. Uh, I'm not, you know, honestly, if I was a narrator and they're telling me to read this stuff, I'd be like, you know what. <laughs> No way. I'm not reading this. This is idiotic. But,
1: uh... That's the things you do for children.
0: No comment. <laughs> so, Edward. Edward's old. Thomas makes a joke. Uh, Edward's going to the scrapyard for some re- It's not really clear why he's going to the scrapyard, but, um... Thomas says that uh, Edward's not old enough to go for scrap. Joke about his age, and... I don't know. It's kind of a morbid joke. Would... We don't really... The, this show does portray death occasionally. We saw it in Percy's predicament. And yet... Uh, we don't see the engines dying. So Edward goes to the scrapyard... And he sees a traction engine... Who looks pretty pretty good order. A little dirty. Looks like he's been... Uh, I'm not going to finish that sentence. So... Trevor is basically looking at Edward and saying... I'm going to die next week. I'm going to be broken up next week, even though I don't need to be. I'm going to be euthanized and sold for scrap. And Edward's like, this is really messed up. You should totally not die. I'll try and figure out a way to uh, not have you die. That sounds like a good plan. And then we've got Jim Cole, who is we don't really hear characters, characters that, that really don't get a ton of, um, they don't get mentioned all that often. I remember at the, in the narration of, of Percy's Ghostly Trick, there's a, like, something like Sam the Farmer, or somebody's, somebody's mentioned, but, uh, jim cole gets mentioned as 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 trevor's operator and then also uh vicar the vicar announces that edward's driver is named uh charlie Mm -hmm. for some reason uh which is we don't learn a lot about these uh we don't learn a lot about these engines but uh oh sorry we don't learn a lot of we don't learn a lot about these drivers, but uh, we do know that Edward's uh, driver's name is Charlie, but uh, never mentioned again. So, all Trevor wants to do is be really useful, and he thinks he can be a really useful and proud, which is just like, uh, Karl Marx really needs to take a visit to this uh, railway and, and explain the sense of self-worth Sense of self-worth must not be tied into your use value. But apparently it is. And actually, to take that kind of a step further, the vicar goes out of his way to to say later on that he got Trevor for cheap. I got a great deal on not killing this guy. <sighs> Trevor, not only are you not going to die, it didn't cost me very much money to save you. Kind of messed up. Do you think that's messed up? Yeah. Oh, and then and then he's treated like the... Nat- we had uh, David Fry from the National Dog Show on the podcast a couple months ago. Uh, Trevor, in this episode, is basically treated like he's part of the National Dog Show. He's like, show them your turns, mm-hmm. Trevor.
1: Yeah, in my notes it says that Trevor was on display for the vicar.
0: He was. He was on display. And Trevor... Trevor gets rescued. And... He gets to go. Uh, he gets to go work in an orchard. Maybe he's a. He's got a lot of uses as an engine, but his favorite use is to uh, shut his eyes and think. Just remember of the children. After he's done showing his paces, then he's uh, showing his paces with the children. Yeah, and and um. For for this this episode for VHS releases is definitely out of place because we've already featured Trevor's already been in a few episodes. He had a nice garden party where he got to pull children there. Now he has his introduction. A few tapes mm-hmm. later, this isn't even. And it like, makes
1: a whole lot more sense now.
0: Yeah, it's it's and and these episodes actually. So daisies weren't in Shining Time. This was in Shining Time. I would be remiss if for uh for. Longtime Thomas fans, It it it's important to note the cameo in the scrapyard of the Marklin engine, which was like a stock engine from the first couple episodes of the series, back before they had a lot of engines. I'd be remiss if I didn't say that. Uh, yeah, and Jem Cole does get mentioned again later in a few series, which I think we will cover. We will do the sixth season. Not for a while, but we will. And, uh, Trevor gets saved. It's extra messed up, though, that he was saved for cheap. Could you imagine if he had died and he had been so close? And yet so far. I don't know. Kind of a mess. New friend for Thomas. Do you have anything more to say about Trevor before we go to a new friend for Thomas? Uh, Nope. Yeah, this is, uh... These are kind of uh over the seven episodes in this tape two i mean four of them two pairs of two are are basically kind of uh in tandem with each other new fan for thomas which is like the closest thomas gets to like a starring role in these episodes. <laughs> i'd almost i'd almost say that trevor is still the star of this episode and it's weird okay So, we start off, say, from scrap. Trevor's about to... He's literally about to die. Mm -hmm. And he wants to go somewhere where he's not going to die. And, yeah, the next episode, he's he's not happy because he didn't have enough to do.
1: He wants to be a really useful engine.
0: I would be like, yo, I didn't get killed. Life is forever really good from now on. Mm
1: -hmm. And it's interesting, actually. So, most people, most workers would feel happy at not having so much to do like okay great i have some downtime in my day he because this whole island of sodor everyone their self worth and happiness is based on how useful they are he says i need more to do
0: yeah it's uh it it's it's pretty you know it's 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 kind of messed up how brainwashed these engines are yeah i'll say that so Trevor's and, and you know what? He's a traction engine in an orchard and this is a Vicar. So I mean there's only so many garden parties a Vicar can have. We all know that. <laughs> like if if you're if you're looking at your social calendar, there's only so many garden parties that you can plan. This is something that everybody knows. You just you can't have a garden party every day. Exactly. So Edward takes Trevor to meet Thomas, who eyes the newcomer doubtfully. Thomas is going to take middle piling to the harbor. Now, this is also a season two episode, so the harbor is still kind of being built. I, we have not Harold the Helicopter makes no appearances in this <laughs> tape, but I, I think this is probably before the Famous Race. So— Thomas doesn't understand that Trevor is a traction engine that doesn't run on rails, which is kind of odd because he's already met Terence. He meets Terrence the tractor a long time ago. It's very savage and rude to him, and he's also very rude to Trevor, which is odd. It's like he's never met a engine before that, that is different. That is not actually a running on rails. I don't know. The whole thing is kind of odd. So they engineer this whole thing. Trevor does some work. And then Thomas goes and finds him some children to play with. <laughs> it's true. That's what he does. He doesn't need rails. Harbor's been... There are freight cars that have been derailed. I want to know what accident caused them to be derailed. Uh, So Trevor pulls them. Uh, Annie and Clarabel note that he's very kind. Thomas is able to go. I mean, this is this is kind of if we go back to to the to... Sir Tom hat taking a full day to go see Percy. Thomas is able to go back and fetch Annie and Clarabel wherever they were and bring them back to the harbor in, in within the same kind of time frame. To, and also, he goes to find the children. Nobody else is there to bring the children. So Trevor Trevor takes him around and he goes and I always thought it was cool when I was little seeing Trevor like going in the sand his wheel go under I, I the, the the rail system there would be kind of cool Trevor's Trevor's having a good time with the weird weird white sand It's a uh, This actually is apparently an episode this was not this has no this has no book counterpart which is pretty interesting mm-hmm. Uh, Like the last episode, there was a Ringo Starr U.S. narration, but it didn't come out until fairly recently, 2012. Even though the U.S. episode... The George Carlin version came out in 1993. This was a Shining Time station episode, though. So this would have made its debut in Shining Time. They uh, go around. um, The Harbor also, I mean... It's weird. I've never really understood why Edward couldn't have taken Trevor instead of Thomas, because it is, so Edward has a branch line, which he runs kind of with Boko, and yet he has his station. Edward is often kind of just seen screwing around. He's often brought in when somebody else, like, uh, in tenders and turntables, he's brought in because the other tender engines are on strike, but They're over by Wellsworth, which is his station. Uh, it seems like they could totally have, uh... Edward totally could have... could have appeared, and they just wanted to bring Thomas in. For this collection's sake, it does... does make sense, given that, uh... Given that they... He doesn't appear in any of the other tapes. Um, fun fact, according to the wiki, uh so we've done better late than ever already, but there's a scene there where Edward is pulling Thomas. I mean, uh, where Edward is pulling Trevor on the viaduct. Trevor had not made his, uh, us appearance by then, obviously, but, um, that sequence, which is the beginning of the, the opening narration of that episode was those, the, that, the, that sequence was originally filmed for this scene, which is interesting. So I guess this would have come out before that one. So, Trevor's sad. He's crying. Why is he crying, Tara? He misses the children. He does. He misses the children. He wants to hang out with the children. He's literally crying, and Thomas pretends not to notice, and he uh, says, "Don't worry, you you've got more work at the vicarage." How does Thomas know this? I don't know. So you can go see your children. Go have some fun with that. Yikes. The vicar has kids. Why? The vicar literally brought his two sons to the scrapyard. Mm-hmm. Why can't Trevor just play with them?
1: Yikes. No, he there's, wants... There's no good way to think about his love of
0: children. No, it's it's a disaster.
1: Uh, but, but
0: you know, that's Trevor. I uh, Do you like Trevor, Tara?
1: I did in the first episode with the garden party. Um, So the first time we see him in this run, not on this tape. And now it's like the more we learn about him, oh, oh, this is a bit creepy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I just, I've never really liked, I don't really like Terrence. I don't really like Trevor. Birdie, I think is funny, but Birdie, Birdie is often kind of used in a very repetitive fashion. Um, Trevor, Trevor, I, I think it's selfish of Trevor to be complaining after he got saved from scrap. Yeah. Oliver goes through kind of a similar story similar character arc where he also gets a little too big for his britches but um Trevor's just kinda you know he's sympathetic he cries and uh he gets to go to sleep at night dreaming about the children yeah that's uh that's Trevor for ya I don't know it's what is there to say about Trevor besides he's Trevor is problematic. Yes. Trevor should be canceled. It's bad. Tender engines. Gordon is getting a nice load of coal. I love how like tenders are treated as like some like symbol of status, some almost kind of like a fa- of a phallic nature.
1: Yeah. How so, many do you have?
0: Yeah. And uh so Gordon is Really jealous, because... It always bugged the shit out of me as a child, especially, like, before a lot of... um, Before a lot of things were... uh, They made the toy of the Flying Scotsman, and yet... They only have... uh, Only his tenders appear in this, his double tenders. Which is very annoying, because... He's a great. He's a great character. He does appear in the books, and yet, uh, and he's based off a of real life flying Scotsman. He, we learn that he was uh, supposed to be have a larger role in this episode, but uh, budget cuts. Apparently, they just make the tenders for whatever reason, which is uh, pretty lame. But um, so, Gordon. There's there's kind of like a weird subplot of boiler ache in this episode, even though boiler ache really doesn't. And sludge, sludge. Yeah. It's, it's weirdly dirty, even though there's there's not really a reason. So Gordon is really mad because this is uh educating Gordon Day. He's got to put up with James's crap about having too much coal because he's doing a lot of work. And yet, he's still in a... It's it's weird that James would know how much coal Gordon had had that day. Like, don't they have jobs to do? Working... Sometimes we see the engines working in tandem to do things together, but... but, Like, James and Gordon really don't fall into that category. You'd imagine that most of their day would be spent apart from each other pulling trains, you know. People pull trains, apparently. They don't just... Hang around, kind of the the yard, screwing around, but these guys do for for whatever reason. And Gordon, Gordon is fed up. I I love it when Gordon feuds with James because James kind of is a Napoleon complex, and James is the littler engine of the the sort of the triumvirate of Gordon, James, and Henry. And yet Gordon is just like, dude, I'm so tired of your crap. That's basically how we behave today in this episode. Today, I I say this today for an episode that aired. Well, this, this is a season three episode, so this has a distinction of uh, first debuting after I was born in 1992. A lot of these are from the 80s, and I was born in 91. Tara was born in 94, although I usually joke with her that she was born in 1996. That's a running relationship joke. So, Gordon is, is really, really upset, and Diesel's just there. Why do you think Diesel needed to be— Do you think Diesel needed- I
1: feel like— they just were, so they have all of the cars that they used on the set. They just grabbed him and said, oh, we haven't used him in a while. Let's just put him in because he just came from nowhere, got his like one line in and that was it. And then it was an opportunity to use his music
0: again. Yeah, and, and, and Diesel says, we know that tenders are a mark of distinction. <laughs> And yet he's still like, well, Diesels are taking over, which which is a recurring, uh, it's a recurring th- sort of uh plot. Steamy's first Diesels, yeah, that gets uh, that's a big uh, it's a it's a long running narrative, and Diesels just there, he keeps getting sent away at the ep- like, he's at the harbor, he's been sent away from there before. What's he doing back there? I don't know. And Gordon is just like, I'm not happy. And, th- you know, Stratomhat, we criticize his leadership a lot. We've criticized his leadership in this episode. And yet, Hat is able to explain, Flying Scotsman has two tenders because he works on a railway where there aren't a lot of coal depots. That makes a lot of sense. It's not that a tender is a sign of distinction. It's that a tender is uh, a something you need. Although the special visitor from the Dome episode did not have two tenders. I wonder why. <laughs> so, Gordon is upset and Duck thinks it's Boiler Egg from the Duck and Henry for that matter. So, we clear up that it has nothing to do with Boiler Eggs. Nobody in this episode is, in fact, suffering from Boiler Egg. Nobody. Mm-hmm. And yet Henry is by the Coal Depot upset because he does enough work for two. He wants another tender. Now he's not around for Strop Matt's explanation, so maybe he's just kind of fooled by the idea that that uh tenders are in fact a, a sign of distinction. But the whole thing it, it doesn't make a ton of sense that anybody would care. I mean, it doesn't make it doesn't make a ton of sense that Henry would suddenly sort of stand in for Gordon as the one that that cares about tenders. Do you find it odd that that Henry suddenly cares about tenders?
1: Yeah. They haven't actually really discussed that in a while, too.
0: Yeah. That's definitely uh, silly, and for whatever reason... <sighs> I, I don't know. It's, it's, what a, what a very silly, um, well, actually, we're, we're, we're not even at the point, which is the silliest, because, so, Duck, Duck, a tank engine, apparently has some tenders, and he's, he has a lot, and he's fooling around, saying to Duck that, all right, to Donald, that if, if Henry doesn't want his tenders, that, that Donald can have them, and Donald's like, I wouldn't want to deprive you of the honor, And was like, no, 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 wait, 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 give me your tenders. Yeah. And then, so, for whatever reason, we have basically every main character. We have Thomas, Edward, Percy, Annie and Clarabelle. Jim Cole is apparently there. Uh, We've got all of these engines who are lined up. Gordon is lined up. And they're all there to watch Henry make an ass out of himself with the dirt and, and Duck Duck is Duck is running ahead of him. Which requires everybody's driver to be in on this prank. Mm-hmm. Requires no work. These are these engines who's pulling the mail train? <laughs> None of these episodes take place at night, but all of these engines are are at the shed or or at the at the station there to laugh at Henry. It's a very very complex thing to happen, and we also have to assume that he gets the tenders attached to him. He's all pissed off about it, and then his driver makes him run anyway, do his walk of shame, and they're full of sludge and they're dirty. And everybody's laughing at him. Why? Why? Why did this happen? What did you think of this episode?
1: It felt kind of just. Everything always feels all over the place, and just <laughs> yeah. Why are? Why is this happening?
0: Nobody knows. Who, who? Whose idea was it to make this plan? I don't know. It's, it's it's ridiculous, but uh would you have wanted six tenders?
1: It sounds like a lot. It sounds like a lot to keep track of. Where did
0: Doug get the tenders?
1: Yeah, where also were they being
0: kept? And yeah. Why,
1: why did he also have the authority to say you can take these?
0: And so so Oliver has a break fan named Toad. Thomas has Annie Clarabelle, Tobias and Rietta. But we can all kind of, we can place sort of where all of those, how all of those relationships were were put together. Doug and his his tenders, where did, did he bring them with him when he came in the beginning?
1: Sitting in storage?
0: Yeah. Where, where where is he putting them that other people are like, oh, move this to the scrapyard? Why Mm. is Trevor being scrapped when Doug has six, (laughs) six tenders? Uh, six tenders that are supposedly ducks. It's not... Duck himself is owned... Aren't they Sir Hat's tenders? Duck is owned by Sir hat. It's very stupid. I, I, I... There's a lot more analysis I could make about this, but, uh... I mean, maybe there's not. None of this makes sense. We could sit here and think about the tenders for a long time. Where they came from, why they're not being cleaned? Why are they? Yeah,
1: that's a good point. And like,
0: if they're per- if they're filled with the sludge,
1: when does this get emptied?
0: Yeah, wouldn't that be some kind of like bio waste hazard? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And what? Why did the water? Why did the water tank need to be? Why did sludge need to play a role in this episode?
1: Yeah, they've never talked about this before.
0: Uh, yeah, this is just it's stupid. Uh, what if what if there were fish in the sludge? Huh. Would stop Matt go fishing in the tender and then eat eat the fish like Thomas? That's so disgusting.
1: <laughs> this isn't sanitary.
0: It's disgusting. It is disgusting. So yeah. What a what a what a train wreck. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> First time saying that this episode. We're an hour in. How lovely. But we only have one more episode. How sad. Percy Percy takes the plunge. Which I wanna say. There is a good chance this episode, which was not the title episode originally, but is now the title episode, a season two episode, has a lot of throwbacks. It has a throwback to Percy's promise. It has a throwback to Henry's tunnel, maybe the greatest episode of all of Thomas. And it also has a throwback to Down the Mine, where Thomas ignored a board. And now Percy wants to ignore a board. Mm-hmm. So Percy is there talking to Bill and Ben, boasting, and Bill and Ben are kind of idiots. there to kind of hear hear his story. And Henry goes, and it's basically like, you're not Stromhaz engines, which they're not. Later on, they basically are essentially treated as such, but for now, they're not. And he's like, go away, you guys. You people are idiots. So they leave, and... Percy starts singing the Henry's Tunnel song. Engine was afraid of a few drops of rain. So, Percy gets obsessed with the board. Kind of like... I mean, these engines are very easily tricked by reverse psychology. It's not even reverse psychology. They have trouble standing up... They they have trouble with, with authority if it comes in the form of a board. And... Well, reverse psychology was in play with the tenders. It's mildly in play here. Percy sees the board, and uh, you know what? Why? Why is the why is the strip of line like like? It makes no sense to me that that Percy was in a position to 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 take the plunge in the first place. Why is he pulling a train in a spot where that's that's a like? It's possible there's a switch, but it doesn't make it totally clear. It basically, I I don't really understand why he needs to stop with this board. Like in in Thomas's case, he's he's not supposed to go past that point of the rail because um it's not strong enough, but he's at least at a quarry. Percy's just screwing around at the harbor. Why 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 do you think that why why do you think that board was there with the warped rail?
1: <laughs> to tell people to stay away.
0: The foundations of that whole place have sunk. It's very, it's very silly. Percy asks to be bumped, just like Mavis asked. And to be this dumped. is really
1: going to work out well. It always does.
0: Yeah. It's uh, apparently here's something interesting. So Percy's promise we have already covered in this show. But that's a season three episode. And this is a season two episode. So actually, this episode references something that hadn't even been filmed yet. Very, very, very fascinating. So Percy falls down. I mean, this is basically down in the mine. And, or, or Celio Gordon fell in a ditch. Uh, <laughs> a couple of years ago when I was doing Thomas Tuesday on my Facebook and Tumblr pages, I posted a picture of Percy sunk in the water. Uh, and saying what happens when you put too much gin in your gin and tonic? You just get sunk. It's tough to drink. It's, um, this episode's really silly. He's disobedient. He's gotta stay in there overnight, and he's all dirty. Why would you ask to be bumped? Why does he want to go in the water for a swim? No one knows. And water's nothing to an engine with determination. Which is, like, a line that's totally used to be mocked, like, in a mocking sense, but... Here it's just kind of, I don't know. It's a mess. This episode is silly. Do you like this episode?
1: I, I do. And yet, like, you always have to question why would you trust that the cars are going to listen to you and not pull a prank on you?
0: Yeah, by what point? By what point are the car like? Are the engines aware that asking the cars to bump you is a recipe for disaster? It always ends this way. We, I can think of no episode where asking the cars to bump you produced a positive mm-hmm. outcome. And yet here they are, constantly screwing around. I don't know, the cars... And you know what? If I were the cards, somebody said bump me, I would say I'm a fuck you up, dude. I don't know. So Percy, Henry has to take Percy to the works. I mean, he didn't really seem like he was that deep, but I guess, I don't know, those waters, so he needed a bath or something. I don't know, it's kind of a... Uh... And he gets he gets told to be, like, disobedient. How did it, how did every, how did, it's job matter to everybody know that Percy had asked to be bumped? <laughs> versus...
1: Interesting point.
0: Yeah. Versus just being bumped, because he got blamed. The he he gets blamed for this, and also in Percy's predicament. Difference being, he didn't ask to be bumped the first time. Mm-hmm. How does anybody know? It's uh, these are the questions that we think about. Do you have any closing thoughts about this 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 episode?
1: Nope it's, it it does seem almost repetitive of every other storyline like this, yet
0: keep doing it they do they keep making learn this. your lesson maybe maybe that is percy's predicament is that he always wants to take a plunge mm-hmm. i've now referenced both the uh, Percy idol episodes and they renamed the the Clark- like, if you could take the the seven the seven episodes from this tape and rename one i'd probably have it you know trevor trevor loves children oh no I, like, there have been times where I've thought like maybe it was a bad idea to do to, to, to do these recaps based on the US VHS release. A lot of that was reflected by the fact that y- y- we had to find some order to do it. And we could have clustered them by, by we could have done like seven episodes from each series. Maybe that would have made sense, but it would have made sort of titling the episodes harder. And I mean, it's, it's fun for this, 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 um, it makes sense to do it by these collections. When you think about how years later, they're still putting out these collections based on that same ordering. I mean, they have, they have released like, you know, the Ringo Star years that are, and, uh, you can find them on stars where they're, they're ordered correctly, but, Uh, These collections still continue to be grouped in this fashion. They took Daisy away. We had Daisy Erasure. So, uh, one more time for good measure. Woo! -woo! Woo -woo! Tara had no idea I was going to do that.
1: Oh, I did. I know you.
0: No, I I, I didn't. didn't, This was not discussed. We didn't discuss doing it ahead of time. Woo! Woo! (laughs) terra terra I I in fairness I've been saying it we, we
1: like all week. Yeah, we, At random times.
0: This episode will air a lot uh, later cuz we still have some recorded that haven't been put up yet, but um this is my fifth podcast recording this week. We could have easily not done Thomas Snake and show this week, but I'd been saying woo woo so yeah, many times. We
1: needed to get this done.
0: We did. And one of the all-time greats is coming up next. We've got pretty yeah we've got percy's ghostly trick up.
1: oh you do talk about that one a lot
0: oh it's so great it is oh nope correction james goes buzz buzz is next
1: you also talk about that one uh, it seems like we're really in like these classics that um feature a lot of ones that you like
0: well bul- bul- bulgy bulgy will be very very fun to do um percy's ghostly trick is after that So, yes. And you know what? That doesn't make any sense because Percy's ghostly trick is referenced in Thomas Percy and the Dragon, which we've already done. Mm -hmm. So, that's, uh, that's that. So, I digress. Uh, this, this question's fun. This is not one of the all-time greats of the collections. It's, it's a good one. I like it better than Thomas Gets Bumped. But, Whistles and Sneezes, Whistles and Sneezes is probably, like, the only A tier of, of the, the episodes here. And, uh, I wouldn't put it, Daisy as one of the all-time greats, but it, it, Daisy has singular importance because Daisy's so so seldomly ever shown. So it's interesting to think about how uh, this character that the show loves to ignore uh, got screwed so badly. We love Daisy. Daisy, we wish we could spend more time with you.
1: She has potential.
0: She does. She doesn't get to live up to her potential. But, anyway. That's a good place to stop. Uh... I wanted to thank everybody so much for listening. And (laughs) woo-woo! Woo-woo! Thank you so much for listening. And woo-woo-woo! See you next time! (laughs) Woo-woo! Roll credits! Woo-woo!